Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is drive time. Ellie Danker and Chuan Tian Tian with you for Market View, uh, where we'll be talking about some REITs as well as tech earnings. But first, a recap of how we started the day. That's right. So, Elliot, shares, uh, Singapore shares in particular fell this morning, tracking losses in global markets. So, in early trade, if we look at the Straits Times Index, that was down 0.2% to 3,291 points. Some 40 million securities changed hands in the broader market back then. Now, off to the closing numbers, the STI closed down 0.08%. We're looking at 3,293 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 927 million sing dollars. The gainers outnumbered losers 298 versus 264. Top advances, Jardin Cycle and Carriage, China Yuanbang and Linco Trade. And top decliners, Great Eastern, DBS and Venture Corp. Now, in terms of companies to watch, you mentioned a number of REITs. Uh, that's right, we have Suntech REIT uh, because the REIT posted a distribution per unit uh, for the first quarter of 1.73 Singapore cents. And that is a 27.4% decline from the same period a year ago. Now, meanwhile, mixed earnings from the US that continued to weigh on investors, though we saw promising earnings from Microsoft and Alphabet after markets closed in the previous session. So let's unpack all of these developments with Carmen Lee, Head of OCBC Investment Research. Carmen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. And uh, Carmen, let's start with the Singapore stock market. How did the STI fare today? Okay, as you rightly pointed out earlier on, I think the market is now in line with the whole um, softness over in the US market. But what's mm. what's interesting, I think, today is the fact that you look at a lot of the stocks. Most of them are actually trading close to the low for the month. So one of the one, one example is actually UOB, which of course is one of the uh, top traded stock this this uh, today. Yeah. Uh, the company will be releasing its result tomorrow, and in fact, actually consensus is expecting uh, quite a good set of results for the first Q of uh, 2023. Net earnings will be about 1.47 billion, and if you look at it on a year-on-year basis, that will be about 62% improvement. So UOB is likely to benefit from the fact that it has actually got some um, uh, acquisition last last year, and that's from the City Group. So and this should start to contribute more this year. Another interesting thing is, of course, on Friday, the stock will go ex-dividend uh, for 75 cents. So maybe that's why there's also a bit of a bit of interest in the stock. Uh, but like I said, this is uh, close to its uh, month's low. Uh, the other stock that actually surprises us, actually, is uh, Singtel. I think if you look at Singtel last yesterday, in terms of trading, it actually had a very volatile session. It went from 254 to 244 before it closed at about 246. This today itself, it finally managed to claw back some of the gains. So it's not about 249. But again, both mm. stocks were on very high trading volumes. Right. Mm. Apart from those stocks, uh, as far as the bigger movers are concerned, uh, any surprises there? Uh, I think the usual suspects are still there. I think okay. you've seen quite a few of the companies like Semcorp still being among the most uh, actively traded stocks as well. Yeah, and uh, well, Carmen, zooming in on some of the companies to watch, we do have a number of REITs that Elliot mentioned earlier. Suntet REIT posting there a 27.4% year-on-year drop in DPU. Phrases, Centerpoint Trust saw DPU down 0.1% on the year. But at the same time, if we look at Capital Land Escort Trust, their gross profits up 59% year-on-year. What are the reasons for that difference between the performance of REITs? 
I think we've shared this in the past before. Risks are actually very diverse. And yeah. most of the companies that you hold very different sort of assets, ranging from hospitals to um, commercial properties to office space, retail, data center, and even some of the hospitality. So as you rightly pointed out, I think the, the two that didn't really do as well, which is um, Suntech and uh, FCT, Fraser Center Point, uh, they hold actually largely commercial and retail space. And as you can tell, these two sectors are still very soft in terms of mm. the possibility of higher rental rates going forward is actually fairly uh, unlikely, actually because of the fact that we're actually heading to a period of slower economic growth. Whilst on the, on the other side, if you look at uh, Capitaland Escort Trust, it's of course mm. a hospitality which and it has assets all over the world. Uh, it's likely to be one of the beneficiary of the whole return in terms of travel and uh, the whole global, uh, what called revenge travel, right? Mm. So uh, what is very interesting for them, obviously, is the fact that if you look at airlines, they've actually not ramped up capacity to full capacity. Mm. And uh, when airlines do that, they pass by the second half of this year. In fact, hospitality stocks could still see a little bit more upside in, uh, in the second half of this year. Mm, but but you were saying just now that those REITs focusing on retail hasn't really caught up with that, you know, increase in travel, uh, revenge travel yet, right? So far, it's still a bit sluggish there. Yeah, I think for the local retail stocks uh, in terms of REIT space, it's really very much dependent on the domestic, but. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a small portion which are dependent on the uh, overseas traveller. Yeah. But if you take a look at it, even the Chinese travellers are not coming in big numbers yet because the number of flights per day between, uh, for example, Singapore to China or Singapore to Japan or something like that is actually still at a very re- reduced level versus pre-COVID level. So we need more more planes to be deployed on all these routes for tourists to come in. But the good thing is, obviously, numbers are picking up. So yeah. we saw that actually recently tourist number actually picked up to more than a a million, so that's actually quite a positive sign. But we should expect further pickup by the second half of this year. More planes could mean uh, cheaper flights because uh, now hopefully, it's a little bit expensive. Uh, I just bought flights last <laughs> night. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, but in the news today is all about MES releasing its half yearly macroeconomic review. So I want to I want to ask you what stood out for you and to what extent has all that been factored in by the markets today along with uh, you know Singapore's industrial production figures. Your thoughts? Yeah. Okay, actually, the Singapore manufacturing number fell in the month of March by about 4.2%. But this is just a slightly better than a consensus expectation. Mm. But having said that, this is due to a six-month of decline, right? So yeah. there's, a, there's still a lot of unevenness in the manufacturing sector. So, uh, for example, like transport engineering improved. Marine and offshore segment make a, make, make a comeback because of the fact that there were higher uh, Shia activities. Unfortunately, this is not across the board. So you, you saw that like certain sectors have actually benefited. But on the other flip side, if you look at it, electronics, precision engineering, and in fact, general manufacturing as a segment. Mm. All these sectors have actually saw even weaker uh, demand. So as a result, you can tell that it's actually still fairly uneven. Uh, I think the big question is, will there be a turnaround from this whole uh, manufacturing slump? Uh, I don't think so it will happen in the second quarter of this year because the whole global uncertainty and the fact that the external demand story is still not quite in place yet, I think that will also mean that second quarter will still remain fairly challenging. If any turnaround, I think it's most likely again going to take place in the second half of this year. Mm, if you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Carmen Lee, head of OCBC Investment Research. Well, uh, Carmen, if there's this one word making the news today, it seems like it is cloud, Google cloud turning a profit and we want to talk about Alibaba Cloud right now. Alibaba's cloud computing division will cut prices for its products and services by up to 50% starting today uh, in a bid to get a bigger slice of China's cloud market pie. So what does this mean for China's cloud market looking ahead? 
Yeah, I think this is actually, in a sense, quite anticipated because of the fact that uh, Alibaba has early on indicated that it's prepared to uh, spin off some of its uh, units. And I think if you look around its uh, operation, this is one of the more profitable uh, units and most likely going to be uh, spun off soon. Anyway, there's obviously ahead of the listing, there's really a need to ensure that there's a growth in terms of revenue as well as market share. So I think this whole uh, cutting its prices uh, also means that I think it's going to actually try to take market share away from its uh, competitor. Uh, you rightly pointed out, right, uh, AI is the big word now. And I think in many ways, this is actually really led by the cloud uh, space, right? Mm. So um, the AI now is not the same as AI perhaps a couple of years ago. Which yeah. It has been around for a long time, but I think the, right. the, yeah, the recent uh, interest is largely because of the fact this whole generation is what they call generative AI, right? Mm. And so the whole entire sector is very dependent on cloud semiconductors in a lot of sectors and so cloud is actually an integral part of it because it actually provides the data processing as well as the uh, storage services and if you look at it a lot of businesses are not only not only businesses developers government owned entities and in fact more companies will put more of their their uh, information onto the cloud so this is definitely one of the what we like to call a global mega trend that is likely to stay here for a couple more years. And in terms of the longer-term prospect, it's actually looking quite interesting. So um, you, you have always been telling clients, you, know, you really cannot afford not to be invested into this yeah. whole uh, sector. Yeah. Mm. And, well, Carmen, let's wrap up the conversation by taking a look at tech earnings over in the US. Microsoft beat Wall Street estimates for quarterly revenue and profit that pushed shares up to up by 8.3% in after-hours trade. The Google parent Alphabet also posted some encouraging results. What is the outlook for those mega-tech firms in the US looking ahead? Okay, I think one of the key things that we saw in terms of Google's results was the fact that actually the uh, ad revenue came off for the yeah. second uh, consecutive uh, quarter. And actually, that is very telling because of the fact that if you look at the global slowdown, I think one of the expenses that companies will cut is actually advertising. Mm. So I think that will actually impact a lot of the tech companies which are heavily dependent on ad revenues to achieve fuel their businesses. So I think if you look at the very much softer uh, next two quarters or so, that will definitely have an impact on the uh, uh, technology stock, I think. And then in addition to that, if you look at valuation-wise, although the market has actually uh, corrected somewhat, uh, tech valuations are actually still very expensive. I mean, mm. current valuation for, in fact, the NASDAQ is about close to 26 times. And when you look at the more general S&P 500, it's only about 19 times. So in terms of valuation, actually technology stocks are still fairly uh, more expensive than the uh, broader market. Hmm. All right. Thanks a lot, Carmen. That was Carmen Lee, head of OCBC Investment Research. Thank you very much for joining us midweek on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.